0: Everyone, we're so glad that you've tuned in for this message today. I believe God gave me a word for you and I believe the word of God is going to bring you strength. I believe God's going to bring someone comfort and take someone to a new level. I want you to watch this message that the Lord gave me and at the end, I'm gonna come back and we're gonna pray for you. God bless you, enjoy this word. How many have your Bible say amen? Take your Bible out and go to John chapter 16 and then put your finger on 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to begin a series today. It's going to take me a couple of weeks to teach this, but I want to begin a series today called Getting to Know the Holy Spirit. How many know we need to know who the Holy Ghost is? And I just want to take this opportunity to teach on the Holy Spirit because I think He's the most neglected member of the Godhead. I think He's become optional for many Christians. I think we treat Him like a denomination or some sort of, I said this last week, the flavor of the month, but the Holy Spirit is God. He is not optional and without Him you're not even alive spiritually. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you don't belong to Christ. And for the next couple of weeks, we want to talk about the Holy Spirit, because I want you to know who He is, and I want you to know that He knows about you. So today and for the next several weeks, this is going to be, uh, I I think I'm going to teach more. We'll see where we go. Um, I recognize, I was telling Pastor Richie this this past week, our church is full of people who've been Pentecostal all of their life. But our church is also full of people who just started coming to a Pentecostal church today. (laughs) And we take for granted that everyone sitting in this room has been taught and understands the person of the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. But the reality of it is there is such little teaching on the Holy Spirit that if you don't hear the truth regarding the Holy Spirit, you could spend your whole life loving God in the shallow end of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, there is so much more for you and I to know. There is so much more for you and I to understand. And I believe God led me to this assignment and I feel him. Because there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation that he wants to rest upon you. How many wanna go deeper? I don't mean weird, I mean deeper. It might seem weird to some people, but deeper is good, right? And we want to stay in him, but we want all of him that there is to have. And I want you to go to John 16, and uh, I'm going to read there verse number 12 um, through 13, 12 and 13. And then I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 9 through 13 there. So John 16 12 and 13, and then 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 13. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't know what it is about what you're wearing, but you look thinner today than you did last Sunday. Come on, tell them. Hey, help me welcome our Athens family right now. I love you, Pastor Devin and Ingrid, Pastor Chris and Amy, the entire Athens family. We're with you in spirit. You're in the house. We're grateful for what God is doing there. Let's read John chapter 16, verse 12 together. Jesus, these words are written in red in my Bible. It means they come from the lips of our Lord. And he is speaking regarding the Holy Spirit. Everyone else has talked about the Holy Spirit. I think we should hear what Jesus has to say about the Holy Spirit. How many want to hear what Jesus has to say about the Holy Spirit? Jesus says in John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, the 12th verse, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit of truth, say the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you. Say, guide you. Say, he'll guide you. Tell your neighbor, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears He will speak, and He will tell you things that are to come. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 9. When you got it, say, word. But as it is written, eye has not seen, neither ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things. Everyone say, the things. The things. Say the things. Say there are things. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. Next verse. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Somebody say things. The deep things. Say deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, somebody say right now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things, say the things, that have been freely given to us by God. Last verse. These things, somebody say things. I'm mean, know God's trying to get us to see something here today. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Today I want to talk about this. This is going to be a little different. I want to talk about this today, and I want to preach a message called Follow the Tour Guide. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, just trust the tour guide. They're not trusting the tour guide. Tell your other neighbor. Neighbor, trust the tour guide. Follow the tour guide. He knows what's up. Pray for me, I'm praying for you. Give me me a brother. Uh, uh, Lay your hand on Pastor Alvin right in front of you right there. Would you do that? Father, we just pray for Pastor Alvin today and his family. Thank you for this great and godly woman that has gone home to be with you, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I thank you today, God, that a spirit of peace and rest come upon him and his entire family now. We don't sorrow as the world. We sorrow, but not as the world. We know where she is, and we know that everything that she committed to you, you kept it against that day, and now she's seeing you face to face. Bless Pastor Alvin and the family today. Strengthen them in Christ, I pray. And everyone said amen. God bless you as you're seated in the presence of the Lord. So so we love fishing, right? The Wallace family loves fishing. I get that from my dad. My boys get that from from me, and we like fishing. Most of the time we fish in freshwater places, um, either on the bank or in a a bass boat. But a couple of years ago, um, Devin and I had the opportunity to take a sabbatical, And we had gone like seven straight years, and really, I don't know that we ever uh, really missed more than one Sunday here and there. And uh, we just gutting it out and doing all that we could to build the church. And we were just tired, and the Lord had blessed us supernaturally, paid the debt off on the building we had built. It was an amazing season. And for the first time ever, Devin and I took 30 days, and we got away with our kids, and we went to a, a remote location in Florida and just sat and prayed. And Spent time together and 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 it was amazing. It was incredible and while we were there for those 30 days Mom and dad came down to visit us one of those days and I decided we were gonna go out and go deep-sea fishing So we had never been deep-sea fishing together like that. I wanted to catch some fish so we we get on this boat and um, and this guy is is uh, got this boat we go out This is what the crew looked like the crew looked like this So, you know, it's a pretty amazing day already when you get to spend three days with Sanford and Sons. It's incredible. It's um, um, uh, Dad was If you know my dad, you know that joke. Um, So we get on the boat, and the guy takes us out, and he just keeps going. It's an eight-hour trip, and I'm like, man, where are we going? We drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. And we get out, and um, he said, we got a couple of stops to make today, um, and we're going to catch some fish. Went to the first stop, caught nothing. Second stop, caught nothing. and. By the time we'd gone to the second stop, we'd been on the boat a couple of hours by then, three or four hours, and we were getting frustrated. You know, you pay money, you want to catch fish, you trust the people that that are taking you fishing to know where the fish are. And so the guy says to us, I know where the fish are, I'm getting ready to take you and put you on the fish. So we go out a little further, and he's looking at this, this thing called a depth finder, a sonar, and he pulls up, he says, Get your rods ready, boys. Get your reels ready, boys. I found the fish, and we're like, yeah, whatever, we've heard that for two stops, and we have caught nothing, and all of a sudden, we start catching fish so quickly, we caught our limit, and we had to go back in because we couldn't keep any more fish than the ones we caught. Chad, show them a picture of what we caught in like 30 minutes. Like 30 minutes, we caught all these fish, and we're going crazy, and we're reeling them in, and we're, and I mean, you know, my dad is a, a smack talker when it comes to fishing, and And so he's he's out there and he's talking smack and my kids are catching fish. It's almost pulling Jeremiah and Isaiah in the water. And and it occurred to me, I don't want to go fishing and follow somebody who don't know how to find the fish. I want to follow a tour guide that knows where the fish are. And and there are a lot of people, I believe, sitting in churches experiencing a Christian life in which they don't need a tour guide. You're living the kind of shallow end Christian life with just a little bit of blessing, a little bit of Jesus, a little bit of God, a little bit of Holy Spirit, a little bit of church and a lot of everything else. But today I wanna tell you there is something beyond the shallow end of Christianity that is available to every born again person in this room. And if you're gonna live in those places in God and experience the fullness of God's kingdom and the fullness of God's promises, you're not going to be able to get there guiding yourself. You're gonna have to have a tour guide who knows where he's going in fact living without the holy spirit as your tour guide is like fishing for deep sea fish without having a sonar or a depth finder that man could have driven us around the entire ocean that day and we never caught anything because he didn't know where the fish were but when he turned that sonar on and showed me that picture of all those dots on the bottom in the deep part of the ocean He knew we were getting ready to catch fish because he had taken us successfully to the place where the fish were. Just like that God who knew where the fish were, the Holy Spirit is the God that takes you into all that God has for you and I. And Jesus says to his disciples, he's getting ready to die. He's getting ready to leave the earth. And he says to his disciples, I think this is fascinating because as I woke up this morning, the Spirit of God just reminded me Please be, remember, be reminded that the disciples didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the Bible. They didn't have the treasure or the opportunity to wake up every morning and hear the voice of God spoken through the written logos. They depended strictly on the voice of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus in John chapter 16 is telling them things that, that's getting ready to happen. He's telling them that he's going to die. He's telling them that the Spirit is coming. And then he says to them, there are other things, watch, there are other things I want to tell you that you can't handle right now. But the Spirit is coming. And when the Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit comes. Of God will guide you into all truth. Watch. The word says he will talk and speak the things which I show him, and he will show you things that are to come. The Spirit of God is not an energy, he is not a force, he is not an ethereal cloud or shadow out in the mysterious beyond. He is the he is the person of God. I don't want to go too deep into this. But we are Trinitarian people in this house. We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Not three separate because that's modalism and we don't believe in that. We believe that they are so perfectly unified yet perfectly different. The only way you could explain it is through a spiritual understanding of God all three in one. That is accomplished by the perfect unity of the Godhead. Never been a disagreement, never been an argument, never been cross with each other, never been upset with one another. All three of them tied together, one in unity, three distinct, yet all three one. Isn't that a miracle? When I say the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about goosebumps. He may make you feel goosebumps, but he is not the goosebumps. He is not the shaking in the floor, but sometimes I've seen him touch people and they shake in the floor. He is not the people who take off running, although sometimes he's touched people and I see them took off running. You ever seen people, they're like, why do they do that? I've never seen that before. You don't know what God did in their life. Well, Jesus never did that. No, he didn't, but everybody he touched did. I just want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is able to be known and he wants to reveal himself and he reveals himself as Holy Spirit to your spirit not to your body he does not communicate with and through your body this natural tangible tent that you and I are in is not the mechanism that God gave you to be able to receive communication by the Holy Spirit you cannot hear him with natural ears Some people struggle in finding the voice of the Spirit because they don't know where to find him at. If you want to locate the place in you where you hear the Holy Spirit, an exercise that I taught myself very early in my walk with God is that most of the time when I need to hear the Holy Spirit, I have to close my eyes. I don't always close my eyes, but why do I close my eyes? Because often what I'm seeing with my natural eyes and hearing with my natural ears is not always in compliance with what the Spirit of Truth is trying to talk to me about. Come on, the Bible said Elijah heard a sound of an abundance of rain, but there was no clouds in the sky. How can you declare rain is coming when there are no clouds in the sky? I'll tell you how. You operate not by what you see in the natural, but by what you hear on the inside. If you're not afraid to draw near to the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit, He'll let you hear things before you see things. The Bible said he would speak things, and then he said it would show things. And sometimes before God shows it, he says it. And you and I have to pick up on it. And the spirit of truth, Jesus said, "God, you and I into, listen, all. Somebody say all. All truth. I want you to imagine that there is... Not just imagine, I want you to believe, because it's true. There's more of God than you've ever seen. How many would say God's revealed an amazing amount of stuff to humanity? But can I tell you that there's more of God hidden than he's ever revealed? As much as we have seen the revelation of God, when I walk out this building and I look up at Lookout Mountain and I see the carved river, that has its edges, and and when I visit Florida, and I see the the waves roll in, and the the water can only come so far, and then I walk out at night, and I look up in the cloudless sky, and I I see the constellations and the stars, and we look at the Grand Canyon, and we see all the vast, amazing things that God has revealed in nature, in in the beauty of nature, in in the beauty of a child, in in the beauty of Harry getting baptized in a pool today. When I see the beauty of God, he's revealed so much, And yet in light of all that he's revealed, he's hidden more than he's ever revealed. I've often said this. That's why eternity is called eternity. And that's why it has no end. Because eternity is the vehicle, listen carefully, that God chose to reveal the fullness of his revelation. Do you understand that there is a reason why eternity has no end? If you ever put an end on eternity, it cannot be the vehicle that God uses to reveal the totality of who he is. Because the totality of his, who he is will never be completely revealed. He's that awesome. Forever and ever. The angels have circled the throne crying, holy, 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 and they never get tired, how? Because every time they do another revolution around the throne, it produces new revelation because the overflow of who he is can never be stopped. You can't put an end on it. That's why we gotta have eternity. We got to have a space and a place where it never ends because he never ends. There is this place in God There is this place in God that Paul calls, and I like to call it, the the deep things of God. The things of God. Eight times in this one little chapter of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul calls it things of God. The things of God. And if you're not careful, and if I'm not careful, we will live a Christian life in the shallow things. And we will live in this superficial Sunday morning only experience with God where we have compartmentalized our life and successfully put God on our Sunday calendar but we do not live with him being our tour guide Monday through Saturday. And we stay in a shallow end, and we work a job, and we work for a boss, and we raise a family, and we buy a house, and we do all these amazing things, and and my concern is that we live our whole life, and it's not that we don't love God, it's that we don't understand that because we love God, there is more for us. And why don't people want the deep things of God? I'll tell you why most people don't, because they don't know they're available. You can't have faith for or expect things in your life that you don't have faith for. Let me rewind that and say that again. You can't have an expectation for things that you don't have faith for. And you can't have faith for things you haven't been told from the Word of God are available. That's why Paul said in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. When I teach a truth from this book, and it gets deposited into your spirit, it's supposed to wake up faith and expectation. Some people today are, are absolutely blown away that we prayed for sick people in the prayer time today because you've never been in a place that prayed for sick people and it's because they told you that God don't heal anymore. Well, if you've been told all your life, God doesn't heal anymore, then you don't have faith to believe that God can heal. But if you're in an atmosphere where people believe that he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed, then you can come into a room and when leaders give you the green light that God is healing, something ought to wake up on the inside of you and say, I can have it today. Most people don't believe because they haven't been taught. And the reason they haven't been taught is because most people teach and haven't found the deep things themselves. And God wants us to understand that there is this place we can go in God like that tour God took us to the deep places. In fact, that's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's just break it down right here. Look at this. I'm going to teach today. Look at this verse number ten. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. If you got your, your pen underlined, deep things, because in the Greek, that's the word bathos. B a t h o s. Anybody see the word bath in that? Bathos. It's it's literally the depth, the absolute bottom of the deepest places in the ocean. When the Bible says, don't miss it, when the Bible says that the Spirit of God is uh, is the guide that takes us into all truth, let me break this down and see if I can explain this for you in a way that we can understand it. The Spirit of God went into the deep places of God and discovered everything that there was for you and then comes back to you, and as a tour guide, takes you into the deep things that are intended for you. God didn't just go to the shallow things. The Bible said that the Spirit knows the deep things. I don't want to talk about, today when I talk about deep things and shallow things, I'm not trying to create hierarchies in the church. No one in here is more special than anyone else. No one in here is more spiritually elite than anyone else. God is no respecter of a person, but he is respecter of principles. There are some people who are, in, are, are invited into accessing the deep things of God that other people could have but don't get invitations to, not because they're less spiritual than the people who got an invitation, but because they don't have the principle of devotion, oh, come on in here, that unlocked the deep place that God had for them. What are you saying? I'm glad you asked. There is only one stipulation given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter two for knowing the deep things that God has for us. What is that stipulation, pastor? I'm glad you asked. It's right here in verse number nine. Catch this. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it has not entered into the heart of a man or woman The things that God has prepared for those here's the here's the one condition who love him. If you love God, I mean really love God. I mean, like for real, pursue him. You know why I, I am married to her. Because I pursued her and loved her like no other man pursued her and loved her. Now, yeah. That's what I said too when I saw her. Ooh, yeah. Now, there were other jokers that came along that said, God, show me I was gonna be with you. But those jokers are not here today. Do you know why? Because it wasn't that they didn't love her, it's that they didn't love her like I loved her. What I want you to understand is there are a lot of people sitting in this church today who are here today because they say they love God. And they might love him, but maybe they love him 10 to 12 on Sunday. But God said for those who really love me Jesus I feel like teaching For those that really love me Not just blowing me kisses on Sunday Not just dating me on the weekend Not just hitched up to me To see what I can do for them But for those who don't even need another reason To come talk to me in prayer Those who don't even mind staying up at night Tears coming down my
1: face Nothing's even wrong I'm just glad I belong to him And he belongs to me I love him God said, for people who
0: love me, it hasn't even entered your heart, the th- things. <laughs> Look at somebody th- tell them things, 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 things. I just want to tell you there are plural things, multiple things, major things, little things, miraculous things, blow
1: your mind, things that God has prepared for those who love
0: have to have all my ducks in a row I don't have to have a degree
1: I don't have to be Mr. Theology all I gotta do is love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my mind all my soul, all my strength and if I really love him more than I love anything else he has a way of revealing things
0: and the one who reveals knows where the things are He's not finding them now. He knew them about you before you got here. When the Bible says that the Spirit searches the things of God, this search has already occurred. He already knew my days before Eddie and Gail got hooked up at the A&W Root Beer store
1: and had a hot dog together. Do you understand what I'm saying? God knew what he had. I need you to get this, y'all. He's not trying to find out a plan on the spot. He's not surprised by the years of failure and the years of misery and the mess you made. He knew it was coming. I just want to tell you, it doesn't end in misery and it doesn't end in a mess and it doesn't end in pain. Might have started in a mess. It might have had pain. But in the end, he's taking you to a place called the deep things. And he's already seen you there.
0: <laughs> the deep things. Somebody say the deep things. Now, you can't access this place of deep things without intimacy with God. Casual Christianity is killing the American church. We don't want a God who is the absolute object of all of our affection. We want a God who accepts our leftovers. This is why few people operate in their calling and stay in the anointing and stay in their In their purpose, it's because, it's not because God doesn't love us. But the most dangerous thing God could ever do is send His glory to people who have not demonstrated pure intimacy with Him. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth that guides us into all truth. There is a reason why that fishing God knew where to go, ready? He had been there before. The Holy Spirit knows where to take you today because he's already been there today. Watch, I'm getting ready to flip you out. And he knows what to do for you tomorrow because he's already been in your tomorrow when the bible says he's alpha and omega that doesn't mean he's just the beginning and the end he is the beginning and the end and everything that happened in between he doesn't wake up and read the newspaper and get information he could have told them what was going to happen had they heard because he saw it coming before it ever occurred and the reason he knows how to take you and i to the deep things is because an eternity passed before you and I ever showed up, he searched in the deep place of God and discovered your purpose and your plan. And when he put the DNA strands together that created you, you came and we announced your arrival the day you were born, but God knew you before you came out of your mama's womb. The plan for your life was actually already searched out and determined before you got here, and it's a good plan. You ready for this? Sinners in this room, please hear me. He has a good plan for your life. The only reason it ain't good yet is because you haven't gone to the tour guide. You're not talking to the one who knows what God puts you on this planet for. You could be 50 years old and have wasted your life following yourself or the devil and today God could turn your whole life around and you could follow the one who knows the things God has prepared for you and if you'll follow him, he'll lead you to everything God has. Let me teach this part. Say things. Let me talk about things real quick. What what kind of things does the Holy Spirit reveal? Number one, the Holy Spirit, look at this. This is in verse number, I believe it's seven, but let me tell you the right address. It's in here, I promise. Yeah. Verse number, yeah, nine. First of all, I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit reveals the things, say things, spiritual things, say spiritual things, say deep things. The Holy Spirit reveals things, number one, that have been prepared, look at verse nine, for those who love him. So number one, the Holy Spirit reveals to you things God has prepared for you. Let me teach that. This word prepared, everybody say prepared. It's the Greek word hetoid mazo. That's big, right? And this is the word used for the ministry of John the Baptist who prepared the way of the Lord. And we borrow this term from oriental custom. This is where the word came from. It comes from the oriental custom of when a king was coming to a city, they sent an entourage ahead of the king. Because when you are carrying royalty, you do not make royalty wait while you get the road ready. You send an entourage ahead of the king to prepare the way so that when he gets to the city, the valleys have been lifted up and the high places have been brought low. Come on in here. And the crooked places have been made straight so that the king can be known when the king arrives in the city. When the Bible said God prepares things and that the Holy Spirit reveals those things, verse nine, stay in the Bible, The Spirit reveals things prepared for you. If it hasn't been prepared, it might not be yours. This is where everybody's like, oh, he just, no, he didn't. I was thinking about this as I was preparing this message today. How this entire transition of us coming to this building occurred in our lives. It happened like this. Someone called me and said, have you heard Howland Park Baptist Church is for sale? You may not know the history of the building you're sitting in. It used to be a building from this stage all the way to that glass wall by the road. That wall wasn't there. It sat 6,000 people. This building sat 6,000 people. It was full every Sunday twice, and they had over 30 satellite churches. In 1980, they had 30,000 people a week coming to the church between this campus and all of their satellite campuses. The day, the week before we bought it, it had 130 people in it. It died a slow, tragic 30-year death. I'm not throwing stones or being mean. I'm telling you the facts. And this is from people who came to the church there. I remember someone calling me and saying, have you heard Highland Park Baptist Church is for sale? I said, no, I didn't know it was for sale. Now, at this time, we have, we have a campus in Ottawa and a little bit of campus over in the real hood. I'm talking about the for real hood. I'm talking about the kind of hood where they threatened me. The, the, the drug pushers, Chris would tell you, we had to hire police because the, so many drug addicts were getting saved that the drug pushers who were sending the drug addicts got mad and came over one morning, and they were going to shoot me. They said, he keeps telling all of our our people that they're free and we don't own them anymore. And I didn't even know when I was telling these people you're free that they were going to go back and tell the people who said they owned them that they're free. Now the people that thought they owned the free people are mad at the preacher that the preacher told the people who thought they were owned that they were free. So they come over to shoot me. That's the kind of hood we was in. I remember, when God opened the door for this house, I wasn't gonna take this building. When I first walked into this building, it was huge. And we were in a little bit of storefront. I'm talking about a little bit of storefront. Cram 150 people in. I could manage that. When I walked in here, I saw this, I said, this is too big for me. Standing back there at that sound booth, the Spirit of God said to me, it cannot hold what I'm getting ready to do. (laughs) It ain't big enough for what I'm getting ready to do. I said, oh my God, what do you mean, Lord? What do you mean? We got 150 people. What do you mean? What do you mean? And this is what he meant. And we ain't done yet. I said, we ain't done yet. We won't stop until Chattanooga is in a church somewhere worshiping God. I won't stop. I said I will not stop. I'm telling you right now. Somebody said,
1: "When will you lay off, lay off of it? When will you ease up?" I will not ease up until every lost person is saved, every sick person is healed, every demon of racism is under our feet. I will not stop.
0: I won't stop. And I remember, I remember thinking to myself, "How are we going to afford this, God?" I was on a three-day fast. You've heard me tell this story. I don't want to waste a lot of time. Say deep things. I'm on the third day of a fast. I'm standing in the Atlanta airport. Chris is standing with me. I preached. I'm tired. I'm trying to get home. I'm standing at the, at the train tram, at, 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 tram at, 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 at concourse A, going to concourse C so I could get on a plane and go to my house and eat. Because it was the third day of the fast and I'm hungry. I'm not more spiritual. I'm hungry and mad. I don't even feel like I can hear God. I'm so hungry. You walk past and go down concourse A and a Popeye with a chicken biscuit and a Bojango with a chicken biscuit and the devil get under my feet. And I'm standing at the tram stop and the pr- tram stop, the tram stops, sit, the train is sitting there and I'm trying to hear God about this building. And the Lord said, and I'm about to say, no, we don't want it. And the Lord said, careful, no, the woman's voice on the train operator speaker thing said, careful, doors are closing and will not reopen. And when she said that, I dropped my bag and tears streaming down. Chris jumps on the train. He turns around and looks back. He said, Bishop, what are you doing? I said, I just heard God. He said, you did? Where did he say? I said he came on the voice of that train operator and he spoke through that train operator voice and he told me regarding this campus doors are closing and will never reopen and from that moment I made two phone calls the next morning I was standing in this sanctuary with that young lady and two real estate agents I called the person that called me they said what did God say I said I don't understand this but God told me to take this building he said
1: good make an offer I said the problem is I don't got no money he said I didn't ask you if you had any money I asked you if it belonged to you and if it belongs to you I got the money God oh my god I feel like running around here (laughs) slap somebody tell them the deep things of God I feel faith in this room the deep things of God feel like somebody is about to get the somebody about to get a revelation that it belongs to you. Well, the devil said I couldn't have it. I don't care what the devil said. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Slap three people telling me it belongs to you. It belongs to you it's a deep thing God already said it's yours if you love him he'll open up the window of society he'll open up the windows of heaven and he'll bless you with deep things oh
0: I gotta go listen how can you take this and how can you how did you do it I can only tell you this is how it was prepared This thing was prepared for us. I drove by this building every day in the summer of my childhood with my papa and my granny. And they drove us down Bailey. And my my granny was going down to get a trinket at the Dollar Tree. And we drove by this big old building every day. Never in my eight-year-old mind
1: did I know that in the deep things of God, he prepared something for us. All of us. This ain't mine. This is the kingdom's.
0: Say prepared. I want you to hear me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is about to bring revelation to some of you about things God has prepared for you. Why has he been waiting? I'm gonna tell you why, he's been preparing. Y'all miss it, he's taken the crooked out of it. He's taking the high things out of the way. He's raising up the valleys so that when it comes time for you to get there, you don't have to spend all your time. Uh, Oh, God, I got to raise up the valley, I got to remove the mountain. got to get rid of the cooking place. Oh, no, you don't. All you got to do is get there and know that it's yours. If you get to the place, God will give you the revelation that it belongs to you and he'll take the sweat out of this. Y'all don't even hear what I'm saying. He'll take the sweat out of it. The reason some of you are working overtime
1: and you're trying so hard and there's no oil in what you're doing is because you're operating in something that wasn't prepared for you. But when you get in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, he'll show You, what God has already prepared, and all you got to do is show up and walk and give God glory for what the Lord has done.
0: I got to go. Number two, not only are they things that are prepared, look at verse number 12. Is the teaching helping anybody today? Okay, thank you, Father. Look at verse number 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god watch that we might know the come on verse 12 thank you the things the first thing that the, they were are things that have been prepared the second thing the spirit does is lets us know the things that have been
1: freely given
0: freely given this is a wonderful word in the Greek, this word freely given. It means a favor. Yeah, I feel like hollering right here for a minute. I'm already sweating. We might as well jump all the way in. Look at somebody, tell them, hey neighbor. Tell them God is about to do you a favor. Mmm some people who are religious can't handle this because you've been trying to figure out how you're going to earn what God is getting ready to do but the Holy Ghost
1: doesn't show up to reveal how you work harder to get what God is about to do in your life the Holy Ghost shows up to show you
0: tell your neighbor say hey neighbor say God is about to do you a favor I know there are some things that you did that you know it was partly your deal and you had an investment
1: in it that made it happen but I feel like God wanted me to tell you on this Sunday morning that there are some things getting ready to happen in your life that are beyond anything you had anything to do with it was a favor <laughs> God is about to do somebody a favor in their business. God is about to do somebody a favor in their marriage. God is about to do somebody a favor in their children. God is even about to do somebody a favor in your church. You can't earn this. You don't deserve this. So you better find a praise and give the one who does it all the glory. Yeah! Touch three people, tell them do you a favor. I just heard the Holy Ghost say he's about to do somebody a favor in their finances. Anybody that believes he'll bless you good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. He's about to do you a favor. Ah.
0: What kind of blessing would it be if when you got it, you knew you did something to deserve it? I'm not saying that we don't play a role, but I'm telling you that there'll come a time in your life where God will do something so crazy good for you that you start thinking hard. What did I do? I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. What did I
1: do to deserve Genesis Amaya Wallace? what did I do to deserve Devin Hamilton Wallace what did I
0: do to deserve Judah and Lily as my niece and Zion as my what did I do and God said uh, when you come to the end of all your searching you will recognize that you didn't do anything to deserve something
1: that good but I did you a favor Touch somebody one more time, tell them, hey neighbor. God is about to do you a favor. Shout like I'm talking to you right now.
0: (laughs) Oh I gotta go. One last thing. The Holy Ghost is a good tour guide. He'll take you where the deep things are. He'll take you to what's been prepared he'll take you to what's freely given and then watch this the last thing is the next verse says he'll show you things that you are to speak oh this is getting ready to do something right here can we put that uh, next verse up there come on here yes these things things that have been prepared things that are freely given watch and now things that we are to speak oh I'm getting ready to say something right here Do you understand that God is not looking just for your activity? He's looking for your agreement. You will not be able to work your way into the kind of things God is getting ready to do in your life. But you will have to demonstrate agreement with those things. Well, how do I demonstrate agreement? I'm so glad you asked. You simply find yourself hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying and accepting what the Holy Spirit is revealing, and then you articulate what the Holy Spirit said. Oh, this is too deep for some people. Well, Pastor, I thought you told me I didn't have to work. You don't have to work. You just have to declare it. And I'm not talking about wish lists And I'm not talking about naming and claiming and blabbing and grabbing I'm talking about saying what the Holy Ghost said Y'all, Some of y'all can't handle this See, I, I, I should have preached this one first And saved the other two for last Because you were shouting and now you all squeamish show me But let me make sure you understand something When the Holy Ghost reveals something to you You gotta say it Good teaching, Pastor, thank you When the Holy Ghost says something to you You gotta say it why do I have to say it? Because heaven is looking for agreement and witnesses. <laughs> I got so much in my brain right here. When the Bible says that we received, everybody say received, the Spirit of God, the Greek word for received is lambano, L A M B A N O, say lambano lambano means in the Greek among other things in two places in the New Testament the word lambano is used for the word caught when they went fishing and they caught the fish it was lambano I'm going somewhere the father thought it the son bought it the devil thought it The Spirit brought it, but I caught it. Y'all missed what I just said.
1: I'm going to my room in a minute, but before I go to my room and change my clothes and go eat a pollo loco, I feel like telling somebody God is throwing stuff in your direction and heaven's looking for somebody to say what the Holy Ghost said so that heaven knows where to send the package on this Sunday. I need somebody who's been hearing something in the Holy Ghost to say, I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. Anybody hear what I'm saying today? I'm not just saying what I want. I'm saying what he said. I got faith to believe it's mine. And I came today. Catch it. The devil fought it. But
0: I caught it. Some of you are about to catch a healing. Some of y'all are about to catch a spouse. Some of y'all are about to catch a business. Some of y'all are about to catch a new deal. Some of y'all are
1: about to catch an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that turns your whole house upside down. Slack receiver tell him, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. You gotta,
0: you gotta say, you gotta say what the Spirit of God said. Do you know why? Oh, it's messing me up. Do you know why we have her? Because Devin heard it. When Devin came to me and told me what she heard, I said, that ain't God. <laughs> this is a year and a half ago. Year and a half ago. No, I'm serious. She came to me and said, and Judah, Judah. I'm going to ground you. Judah. <laughs> For four years, Judah, Daddy, we're going to adopt a baby. The Lord showed me in a dream, Daddy. I was holding a little girl. We're going to adopt a baby. And then Devin came. Oh, the Lord showed me in a dream. That ain't God. Y'all been listening to something else? Because I ain't hearing this. That ain't God. And then I'm down in Florida last year in July and I'm preaching in a spontaneous revival down in the panhandle of Florida and the preacher gets up one night to introduce me and before he introduces me, he gives this little thing in the middle of the sermon that didn't even fit. And he said, the Bible said, that we always say that the Bible says, the fool has said it in his heart, there is no God. But he said in the Hebrew, that's not what it said. In the Hebrew, it says, the fool has said in his heart, no God, And when he said that, the Holy Ghost convicted me. And he said to me, how long are you going to tell me no about this child I'm trying to get you to adopt? And I said, oh no. Oh no, that thing that's been visiting Judah in her dreams. And that thing that's been talking to Devin in in, in her bed. It's trying to get in me now. And the Lord said, I'm telling you, I'm giving you a child. What I want to tell you is that baby she's holding today was conceived in July. The same time. Y'all don't even hear what I'm saying. The same time,
1: God was trying to get me to see a deep thing, he was working on a deep thing, and the devil fought it, but I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. i caught, wish somebody would see what I'm saying. Slam your neighbor, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it's a deep thing. Touch somebody, tell them it's your turn to catch it. It's your turn to catch it. It's your turn to catch it. It's your turn to. It's your turn to catch it. You're about to catch a breakthrough. You're about to catch a miracle. It's a big thing. Oh. Somebody praise him one more time. Praise Him all over this house. Praise Him for the deep things.
0: Stand with me. I'm through preaching. I'm through teaching. There are some things. There are some things. I feel the Lord working here. There are some things that have been prepared for you. There are some things that are going to be freely given to you. There are some things that you're going to have to declare belong to you. All you got to do is speak what the Spirit has revealed belongs to you. As long as you are in
1: doubt, you
0: won't declare. The word of the Lord. I'm not criticizing because I've been in doubt before, but there comes a moment where promises from heaven get revealed to you in such clear ways. Like Mary you say, Lord be it unto me according to your word. There's a reason why Zechariah lost his speech understand this? Remember, remember Zechariah the priest? the priest? An angel comes and visits the priest and you're going to have a child. And Zechariah gets a look on his face like he don't receive it. And God said, okay, I'm going to deal with you. Since words are so powerful and what you say is so important, I'm going to take your ability to speak away so that you don't curse your own future. If you ain't going to say what I showed you, I'm not going to let you say anything. We're begging people to praise God in the church and one reason they won't praise God is they got a mute spirit on them and the reason they're mute is because every time they open their mouth, they curse their future. I told them Friday night at the marriage conference, by the way, the marriage ministry launch on Friday night was bananas good, bananas. Some of y'all want your house to change. Before your house changes, what you say has to change. Sisters, you keep speaking to the fool in him and the fool keeps standing up. You start speaking to the king in him and the king will stand up. I can't get no help right here. Brothers,
1: all she does is nag, 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 nag.
0: Well, speak to the nag in her she'll keep on nagging. Speak to the queen in her, and the queen will stand up. Well, my kids won't listen, they keep on getting crazier and crazier. Well, just keep on declaring that. Or you could say, My children shall live and not die. My kids will not be a statistic, my babies will not get run over by this crazy culture. But I'll always be broke. My mama was broke. My mama and them were broke. My granny was broke. I'll always be broke. You could keep on saying that or you could tap into the deep things of God. And you could say, as for me and my house, we shall be blessed. I just want you to know this. When the Holy Spirit starts revealing it, it's not time for you to question it. It's time for you to get with it. Look at somebody, tell them, get with it, get with it, get with it. The tour guide knows where your stuff is. A tour guide knows where your stuff is. Some of you fighting over a man with another woman. If it's yours, you don't have to fight with her for him. Feel the Lord working in minds right now lift your hands Holy Spirit you're the tour guide you're the tour guide it ain't a job uh, uh, listen the greatest thing that God's taking you to is not just stuff and more people the greatest thing he's doing in you is taking you closer to the heart of Jesus because if you get all this stuff and you don't get deeper in God you don't have anything at all some of you are in the shallow end. God is saying, I'm taking you deeper. I'm going to talk about a couple of different things over the next several weeks. I'm going to talk about walking the spirit life individually. And then I'm going to talk about the spirit-filled church and what happens in a spirit-filled church and why do certain things happen in a spirit-filled church? Why do people fall in the floor? Why do people speak in tongues? What is all this? I'm going to talk about all that. But this morning... It's not just an explanation. It's an invitation for somebody to say, I just want to love him more than I've ever loved him before. I want to give him all of my heart. I don't want to just seek him out of convenience and seek him for the benefits package. I don't want to just get him for his stuff. I just want him. I need him. I want to love him. If that's you for just about a minute, 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever it is, can we just lift our hands? And if you want to love him more than you've ever loved him, if you just want to love I'm not talking about complicated things added to it, just I want to love him more than I've ever loved Jesus before. Lift your hands and begin to tell him that all over this room. Tell him that until your heart tells him that. Not just your mind, because I'm telling you to, but somebody begin to tell him that until your heart tells him that. I want the tour guide. I I, I want you, you know what my days are supposed to be. I'm tired of living for me and being my own tour guide. You know what, you know what God has for me, Holy Spirit. You know what is in store for my life. You know, you knew the pain before it got here. You knew the the hard chapters before they were written about my life. You knew about the divorce. You knew about the pain. You knew about the mess. You didn't do it, but I thank you, God, that in spite of all the pain, you're leading me into deep things, and you're leading me into greater purpose. And you're not through with my life yet. I feel like the Holy Ghost is in this room right now to break the spirit of hopelessness off some people who feel like they've come through some stuff that has hurt them and the devil told you it wounded you forever. But I feel like God is saying to you today, there's a grace of healing coming on your life. You will not be a victim for the rest of your days. Oh, God, that I'm a He's taking you into deeper things. He's revealing deeper levels of mercy, deeper levels of grace, deeper levels of his goodness and his love. Lift your hands and lift your voice right now. It's a little bit too quiet right now. I know God's working, but somebody just needs to begin begin to say, I need you, Lord. I, I want to come after you. I, I want to get hungry for you again. Uh, I'm shaking off the pandemic. I'm shaking off this assignment uh, to distance me from you and from your people. I I want to come close today, Lord. I want to come close today. Friend, I believe God is speaking to hearts right now. This message, I pray, has stirred you, and there are some who are watching this message who are waiting on the opportunity to give their heart to Jesus Christ. Listen, the greatest day in your life is the day that you give your heart to Jesus Christ and allow him to become the Lord of your life. And if you want that opportunity, then right now I want to pray with you. You know the Bible says in the book of Acts that God commands men and women everywhere to repent, to turn from their sin and to turn to the living God. And the message of hope today for you is that no matter how messed up you are, no matter what you've done, no matter how far away from God you feel, he is only one prayer away. Would you turn your heart toward him right now? Just say, "Dear God, save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me of my sin and make me new." I I confess you as my Lord and Savior, Jesus, and I'm asking you to be the king of my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer, let us know today. We wanna make sure you have a Bible. We wanna make sure you know that as a local church here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, someone is praying for you. We hope to see you soon if you're in the Chattanooga area, and if not, get in a Bible-believing church somewhere and grow in your purpose in Christ. We love you. We're praying for you today. God bless you.